Today on the podcast, we had the amazing Nora. She is a super special guest. She has interviewed so many amazing, successful athletes, finding out really what actually it takes to be so successful. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to quickly let you know that today we kick off our most successful year challenge. This is a five-day challenge where you'll get access to live workshops and worksheets on revision resources, successful days and note-taking, so you'll be feeling confident before you head back to school. This is a free challenge and most of the stuff inside here is only available to members. So if you want to grab your space for free in this workshop, head to www.stylishstudy.com forward slash successful dash year. That is stylishstudy.com forward slash successful dash year. But be quick because we start today. Welcome to the Stylish Study Show. I'm your host, Ella Harmony, the founder of Stylish Study. This is the podcast for the students who want to achieve their dream grades, have a clear guide to success and level up to live their best life. I myself went from being miserable with failing grades to reaching my full potential and getting A stars. Today, I'm here to share with you everything I learned along the way. So let's dive straight into this episode. So I'm going to let Nora introduce herself now. So hello, Nora. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm super happy to be here. My name is Nora Santo and I'm a high performance specialist. In the past, I mainly worked with business leaders or professional athletes. But since the breakout of COVID, I kind of shifted my focus and I started working with parents and children. And my ultimate goal is to inspire and empower children. And by children, I mean all the way from the age of, let's say, eight until 20. So you are not that much children, uh, but really to inspire and empower you to believe in yourselves and also to dare to pursue your dreams. I'm a therapist and I mainly focus on eliminating subconscious blocks and limiting beliefs, which are extremely important. Otherwise, you will not be able to really thrive in life. I use different techniques such as EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping. And I think we will talk a little bit about that later. Matrix reprinting and psyche. And I also have a master's degree in psychology. That sounds amazing. Um, And I love the thought of banishing those limiting beliefs. Um, And it's something that I've kind of touched on in the podcast before, how to kind of think like that student that is going to achieve what they want. When I was doing my GCSEs, I really thought, in that failure mindset and I let all those blocks ultimately get to me and because I was blocked I was just so in my own way I can't even believe like looking back on it now how much that actually affected me and then when I was doing my A-levels I was like right Ella like you need to start actually thinking a bit more positively and just realizing okay I'm just gonna go for it no matter what happens I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna not let my own mind get in the way and I think that's something that is so important that hopefully we can get from this episode is that your thinking and those limiting beliefs can actually be such a major thing holding you back that maybe you don't even realize. Yes and let me just show you my personal experience because I I faced something which was really unexpected when I was doing my master's I put such high expectations I I just needed to be the best and yeah. it caused me a massive block. And any time when I got back my results, so we don't have, you know, like letters at university, 
but uh, everything above 80 is distinction and everything under 50 is uh, failure. When I did not get an 80 plus or at least a 70 plus, it was like for me, I completely freaked out and, and it, I went into this negative spiral and then I realized like, what am I, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And really have to set the priorities right. So I really appreciated actually one of your previous episodes when you talked about failure. And so when I said that I shifted from working with these extreme elite performers, working more with, with students, it's one of the reasons is because of my own journey. And I, I realized that so many other people need help with that. And I think that also, if you're sat listening to this episode right now, knowing that a lot of people feel the same way too, but there is a way to get out of it. So if you are sat there thinking, oh, my mindset is so negative, I don't even know how to get out of it. And I feel really kind of alienated. There is going to be a way and there is going to be other people that feel the same way. But being able to notify that I feel like is a massive step. I mean, it's kind of like the first step to getting over it. Exactly, exactly. So we've talked a little bit through sort of our communications about some of the amazing people that you have spoken to in the past um, and interviewed. And I would love to know a little bit more about that and how one thing that you've kind of really learned from working with all these like amazing athletes um, and how they set themselves up for success. Yes, absolutely. So my my masters was a was a very very challenging time for for difficult for different reasons and um or also the subjects we have to learn you know sometimes when you're at school you have to do things that maybe you're not that keen on for me the highlight of the study was my own dissertation where i could actually choose the topic and i really wanted to find out what makes extremely successful people different from the average population and because there was not enough literature on successful people in the business setting i decided to focus on that area and for my study i or for the research i was fortunate enough to be able to interview founders ceos and presidents of multi-billion dollar companies and trying to find out, as I mentioned, what makes them so different. And ultimately, I found the pattern and I found what they have that 99.9% of the population does not possess. And so I guess that's what you want to hear, what qualities and traits they have that uh, many, many people don't. So... First of all, and for me, this is by far the most important, is that they all possess growth mindset. And I think this term is just so important. So let me just first clarify it for the the listeners, what we mean by, by growth mindset. People who have growth mindsets, they believe that skills and qualities and intelligence can grow with time, provided that the right effort is made. So nothing is set in stone. You can, you can just evolve. You have to do the work, but ultimately you will get there. And people who have growth mindset, usually they are internally, so intrinsically motivated. They have greater resilience. They are more willing to take risks and they accept the mistakes that may, they make because they know that they can learn from all, all these mistakes or even, even from, from failures. So that was the first thing. 
The second is self-awareness. They know exactly their strengths and their weaknesses, and based on that, they can focus on the right priorities and they can grow. So that's, that's the second point that is very important, self-awareness. The third point is they all had adversities in their lives. We all do. And when I work as a therapist, so therapists distinguish between huge traumas that happen in your life, which is like a death or an accident or illness or small traumas. Let me share you my experience, which was like a tiny, tiny thing. I was very young. I was seven or eight years old. And I had a teacher um, in the primary school who just constantly humiliated us. Really, she, the, she was on a mission to make us, make us feel miserable. And that really caused me a trauma in, in my life. And because of that, I developed this limiting belief that I am, I am not good enough. But that's obviously, you know, because the teacher throws my stuff out the window. That's just like a, like a smaller trauma. So we all have these adversities that all these high performers, all these successful people learned how to overcome these difficulties in their, their lives. And actually, they thrive from it. They, they are not victims. Because when something bad happens to you, you can choose. Are you going to be a victim? Or are you going to actually do something about it? You get a bad grade, let's say. Oh, the stupid teacher. Or because I, I was sick. Or my parents. You know, whatever. Yeah. No. At the end of the day, this is, this is your responsibility. And the fourth that I would like to highlight is the certain characteristics that they possess. And we can talk about it later, but maybe for me, the two most important ones are grit mm -hmm. and they are all very humble. So these, these are the four things that I, I found that makes them very, very different. And I feel like with myself, that was something that I've really found. Um, you were talking yourself about how you had that teacher and I had certainly difficult teachers at school. Um, but when I received those grades that I really, that made me cry, um, that was a point that I, I had to decide whether I wanted to sink or swim and whether I wanted to, okay, ultimately improve my grades um, or I can just sit around and wallow in self-pity and never get there. So what is one thing that people can do to start being kind of more self-aware and get into that growth mindset? If you're listening to this now and you're like, this is something that I really want to start to get into, but I have no idea where to start. What would be your kind of first step? So I think the first step is feel bad, really. Yeah. Feel like this is, this is the end of the world, and, but give yourself a time limit. And yeah. for me personally, it's usually five minutes, but you can give yourself five hours or, or a day. But after 24 hours, you should be like, you know what, I am, I am done with it. And then you have to remember why you are doing this. Yeah. And I know when you are at that age and you are preparing for your GCSEs or A-levels, sometimes it's because, oh, why do I do it? Because I have to do it. Yeah. But it's not really true. There is something bigger out there. You want to achieve something in your life. You have a dream. And you know it deep inside that you will have to go through this process and then you might as well just make the most of it. And when you have this, this bigger purpose behind it, 
I think it will really help you go through the difficult moments. Definitely. I think sometimes you do kind of get into that mentality of, oh, it's a must. It's something I have to do. And if I don't go to school, then my parents get into trouble. But if you can kind of think of it as, okay, so this is something that I have to do now and I'm going to get these grades. But if I get these grades and I'm really proud of them, then that is something that I have forever. Like these are forever and they can help me and they are a stepping stone to where I want to be in the future. And looking at the future, I feel like sometimes people always say, oh, just look at the next step, just take it day by day. But sometimes if you have that big dream and that big kind of scope of your future and that mindset of, like you said, this is for something bigger, I feel like sometimes that can really drive us to want to be better and want to improve for our future. So I absolutely love the way that you spoke about that. If you are a student right now and you're facing a lot of self-doubt, um, how do you feel like we can kind of get past that? I know that obviously this comes into the mind blocks thing and like the limiting beliefs. How do you think that, first of all, how would you define a limiting belief? And also how would you then know that you have that limiting belief and then move past it and move forward? This is, this is such, a, such a good and important question. The very first step that you need to know is you really need to understand where the self-doubt or the limiting belief comes from. Is it because your parents treated you in a certain way? Were you labeled as a child? Did anything happen to you earlier in life? And so it has the conscious and the subconscious aspect. So sometimes consciously, you know that, oh yeah, this or that happened because of my parents' divorce or as the previously mentioned teacher example. But it's very important first to identify where the block comes from. And once you understand that, that you need, then you are able to move towards a solution. And so there, there are lots of different, different ways to, to go about that, but I don't know how much you know or how much you talk about the conscious versus the subconscious. So can, can I talk a little bit about that? Yeah, are you fine with that? that? What you need to know about the subconscious is it's, it's a little bit like an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is the conscious, but everything which is under what you don't see is the subconscious. 95% of our beliefs, our decisions, and our actions come from your subconscious mind. It's a little bit like, imagine that there is an ant sitting on top of the elephant. The elephant wants to go to the right, the ant wants to go to the left, which one do you think will win? Yeah. Of course, it's the elephant, right? So that's, that's the subconscious. And because of that, it's very important to, to look into this on, on a subconscious level. And there are lots of, lots of resources available, you know, just free, free resources online. Um, I talked to you about uh, tapping before. This is something that I, I really use a lot. But there are other things that, that you can do. Try to go on, a, like going on a deeper level and just really unblock them. So for me, this is by far the most efficient way to, to get rid of these, these blocks and, and doubts. And of course, you can also use affirmations and uh, make sure that you feel the emotion. So when you think you're not good enough, then just imagine the situation where you actually succeed. 
And the more you do it and the more passionate and positive you feel about the positive outcome, then slowly but surely you will get there. So that's, that's obviously when you're doing it completely on your own, that's a little bit a slower way. But if you use these um, resources on, on the internet or in books, then it's, it's a little bit of a, like a faster process. I am a massive fan of um, positive affirmations and I personally use them myself um, at least three or four times a week, um, kind of on YouTube. And I know there are some amazing ones out there. Would that be kind of one of the easiest ways to get into getting through those mental blocks? I know they've really helped me. Would that be kind of one that you really recommend? Definitely. That's, that's something that, uh, that could be very, very useful. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's been so powerful. It was actually something that I discovered after studying. Um, and it was actually something that I used for more of my anxiety and my self-confidence. But I can definitely say that at first you seem really strange because you're talking to yourself and you're being like I am powerful I can get these grades but when you actually start to use it it definitely I never realized how powerful my subconscious was and how important it was to tackle that first um and how that really yeah just affects your everyday life actually um it's quite a powerful thing so if you haven't checked that out I definitely would have a little look at some positive affirmations and checking your subconscious and how you that makes you feel and just Um, one more thing which i find very important because yeah one thing is that you use these affirmations i will get better grades and i'm i'm successful but then you have to take action okay so one doesn't go without the other yeah definitely we've also chatted a bit previously about your five-step framework for setting up for success so i would love to have a chat about that i call this framework the gainer model so it's the gainer model gainer is an acronym g the first step is g which is goals you really need to understand what you want and why you want it so you need to need to have a clarity and it can be something huge that um, I, I don't know, I want to get a certain job, for example, I want to earn a certain amount of money or it can be something smaller that I want to pass an exam or a certain exam. I want to improve my, my grades, etc. But you need to have the, this clarity. A, the second step is awareness what we talked about. You need to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and also how you feel about reaching your goals. This will go again a little bit into the subconscious. So yeah, my goal is to pass this exam. And then you will have suddenly this feeling like, oh, I'm really excited. I'm like, oh, this exam. And then you have this huge block or you become very tense. That's a great message. Always observe your emotions, your, your, the reactions of your body. Step three, the I stands for improvement. Once you understand your key strengths and especially your weaknesses, then you know what you need to improve. And so as mentioned before, um, people who are very successful they have growth mindset they have certain character traits and they have higher levels of emotional intelligence and these are the three areas that really need to be improved for you to really need uh, to really reach the next level the letter n step four stands for the next 
action step. So you have to take action. It's okay to know your strengths and weaknesses and goals, but if you all you do is binge watch Netflix or be on TikTok or whatever, <laughs> nothing is going to help. And for that, I like to use a 90-day framework where we set 90-day goals. And just one thing that I would like to clarify about goals, and I have to say this was a bit of a shocker for me when I did, uh, when I did my dissertation, and that was my key finding that these super high performers, the ones I talk with at least, they do not set very, very clear outcome goals. So they don't say by the age I'm 30, I want to earn $25 million. Instead, what they do is they set process goals. So in order for me to be successful, I need to improve my public speaking skills. I need to improve my writing skills, whatever. And I think that's really important. So for you, the students, you have to have some kind of a goal you need to, you want to improve your grades, for example, or you want to perform better in certain uh, areas. But then you, bring, um, you break down these 90 days to two week sprints. So by the end of these two weeks, you want to achieve certain things, but then even daily action steps. So that was the end, the next steps. And the last one, letter R, is for revision. At the end of this each two-week sprint, then you are checking in with your staff and asking how do you feel about the progress, what you could further improve, any activities which you should stop, or what you should be doing more of. So this is this, is this five-step framework. That sounds amazing. So in terms of goals, would it be best for students to make smart goals so that they're kind of um, actionable and that they have like a time limit um, and things like that? That's what I used to do. Yeah. And so personally, I like these actionable and so smart goals, the very tangible goals. But for me, once you have it, you almost forget it because then yeah. you go into how you are going to achieve them. And for me, that's much more, much more important. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of, I think this is something that people always forget, the kind of revision part. And I love that that was part of your steps because I get a lot of questions about um, like revision timetables and people wanting to make a revision timetable, but they're like, but they never worked for me. And I'm like, but have you looked back and seen what works for you? Were you setting too many goals? Were you making yourself revise too much? Was it not enough? And I think that for students, the best, best, best thing, well, one of the best things you can do is to check in with yourself and is to see, okay, I'm trying this, but is it working? And giving it long enough to work, doing one day of taking a certain different type of notes isn't really long enough for us to see those results. But I, I just love the fact that you mentioned that revision something, uh, that revision part, because I, yeah, I genuinely feel very passionate about kind of assessing where you are and then going back and seeing, okay, what do I need to do more of or less of? This is something that we especially do with professional athletes. Yeah. So professional athletes obviously are a bit different from business people or from students because they have very clear goals. So a runner wants to reduce the time by X seconds. The golfer wants to reduce the number of scores, um, strokes. The basketball player wants to improve the stats here and there. So that's obviously different. But still, overall, the process is very similar. And without the revision, without the feedback loop, Nothing is, going to, nothing is going to happen. So that's where you can really make a massive improvement. 
in a very short yeah. period of time actually definitely so i think if you are someone that is kind of doing all the things that you think are right but you're still trying to figure things out and things maybe aren't going the best have a little step back have an assess and see where you're at and see what you need to kind of do more of or maybe a bit less of we have some questions now from our students um that i would love to ask you so eileen asks i know what i want to do but i find it hard to get started how can i just do it for me that question really goes back to your bigger thing right your yeah. your why because at the moment you understand that you are not doing it just for the stupid teacher or parents or but you're actually doing it for yourself i think it will be much easier to find the discipline discipline yeah. to actually sit down and do it it's taking it to more of um, an intrinsic motivation rather than kind of external factors exactly you know honestly like in the long term extrinsic motivation does not work you can you can look at it in any area in the world whether it's really you work because you get a higher salary how many sad and burnt out people are there at the workplaces because the only reason why they are there is because they are earning the money. That's never going to work. The same is just because you want to please your parents or you are afraid of the reaction of the teacher. That is never going to work on the long term. In the short term, maybe, but I think it's really important that you start asking yourself the questions. Why? And dare to dream. Dream big. Yeah. I mean, you, you students, you have everything ahead of you. It's like a, a white page and you can just fill it. Just use this opportunity. You know, know your why, know what you want to achieve. I love that. Um, and Eleanor asks, what is one way of setting yourself up to achieve your goals? So I know we've kind of sort of covered this, but if you were sort of listening now and you were like, okay, what is my next step just to do right after listening to this podcast? So to make it much more practical, what I would do is that you really set yourself the goal, what you want to achieve. Then you sit down, you block the time. Yeah. yeah. So you say that every day from this time to that time, I am going to focus on achieving that goal. Do the task and reward yourself. Celebrate. Yeah. Once you've achieved that, it's just so cool and be happy about it. It's, it's big. Appreciate the effort because this is also about the growth mindset that what you should be really proud of the effort you are trying to make. It's not about the outcome ultimately. It's really the hard work you are putting into. And one more thing, if you want to put it on steroids so to make it <laughs> work better is try to find someone like we call it an accountability partner in the business setting, but find a peer find a friend with whom like you can work buddy. there you go a study buddy <laughs> so find a study buddy ideally who is like you know who, whom you can lift each other up so don't have a study buddy who is very lazy and never wants to achieve anything and then just because of that you end up i don't know doing something completely different yeah. But if you can do that with the points that I mentioned, I think that could be just super, super beneficial for both of you. 
that sounds amazing and I love how you talked about the reward thing as well because I feel often as students and just kind of the mindset that we've got in with social media and comparison nowadays is so rife we always okay we're always at the stage where okay I've done this but now I'm on to the next thing and you don't stop and appreciate okay I've actually achieved that that was one of my big goals you just move on straight to the next thing so if we can start putting a reward system in place and we have like a whole reward chart um, inside the membership where we kind of encourage people to okay tick that off give yourself a treat um, and actually realize that you have achieved that goal because you need to enjoy it at the same time instead of just doing a tick tick box list of all the things that you want to achieve it's about enjoying it and knowing why you want to achieve that as well yes and you mentioned something so important like watching social media and always comparing yourself People tend to ask me what I think success is. And for me, success is, you know, many people have it related, they relate it to money or real financial outcomes. But for me, success is achieving the goal you set for yourself, right? And if really your goal is to improve your mark by 5% or lose one pound or wake up every morning at 6.30 instead of 6.45 and you achieve that, that's big. And that's what you have to celebrate because these small successes will really lead to something much, much bigger on the long term. Definitely. And it's a way that we can kind of get out of when you set a goal and it's based on someone else, it's that kind of intrinsic versus extrinsic um, comparison. And when it's your own goal, you know that you're going to work so much harder towards it because it's something you truly desire. Um, and if it is something that you are doing for someone else and you are doing it to kind of show off or whatever and it's not actually something that you really want, you're never going to feel that fulfillment and that satisfaction that you would if it was something that you wanted to do yourself and I feel like for me like talking about what success is I love to kind of talk about that it's that fulfillment it's that feeling that you can't that you get yourself because you achieve that and yeah I definitely think it's so important to set goals that you want to so it has been absolute pleasure talking to you today Nora um it has been such an exciting episode and I really love all the things that we've covered and I know our students are gonna get so much value so thank you so much for joining us um if our students wanted to kind of check you out and know a bit more about you where can they find you so there are two possible places one is my website which is norasanto.com it's n-o-r-a-s zanto.com or on Instagram it's Nora underscore S-Z-A-N underscore T-O Amazing, thank you so much um, and I hope I get to chat to you soon Absolutely, thank you Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. And for more fun, make sure you follow us on our socials at stylishstudy underscore and head to stylishstudy.com forward slash free dash ebook. That's stylishstudy.com forward slash free dash ebook for your free guide to grade boosting success. Catch you next week.